What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And we are here to, again, talk about the species of Star Wars. Last week, we talked about Jedi Survivor and our initial thoughts. Um, and we're back with our species series. And today we are talking about the, I would say, the opposite of the last species we talked to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we talked about Wookiees. And so now we're talking about their arch nemesis. Yeah, the, the Trandoshans. You know, those space lizards in space. Um, so if anybody remembers Bosk the Bounty Hunter, he's Trandoshan, or um, many other characters that we see in like the Bad Batch, the Clone Wars, anything that looks like a lizard generally is a Trandoshan if it walks on two legs. <laughs> lizards in space. <laughs> yes so obviously we start with legends like we always do and we are going to get right into their biology and appearance so trandoshans were a large bipedal sentient species with scaly skin which ranged in color from a sandy brown to a glossy green which was shed roughly once every standard year and was thought to be very durable cold-blooded reptiles trandoshans had two sensitive uh very color eyes and horizontal black pupils, which could see far and the infrared range. The Trandoshans could re uh, regenerate lost limbs and skin that they reached in the Middle Ages around 54 standard years. So yeah, if you cut off one of its arms, they can grow it back. Now, it's not instantaneous, but they can grow it back. Uh, each of their four limbs ended in three razor-sharp claws... Uh, these were perfect for combat, but not grant them mutual de dexterity, making a Trandoshan's finger movements somewhat clumsy and awkward. Uh, though physically powerful, they were outmatched by their rivals, the Wookiees, in unarmed combat. As most species are. Trandoshans uh, usually wore dark clothing, although the species attired of, uh, varied. The infant, infamous Trandoshan bounty hunter, Bosk, was known to wear a yellow flight suit, sometimes worn by several other members of the species. Trandoshan hunters and mercenaries sometimes wore either full body armor or a mixture of armor and clothed garb. Trandoshans also wore uh, warm jackets and baggy trousers where they walked barefoot, on their large-scaled feet, meant to that it was impossible for them to wear any sort of baseline humanoid footwear, which could present impediment to hunting. And then the Trandoshans had a lifespan slightly shorter 
uh, than most senti- uh, sentients in the galaxy. Considered younglings until they were 11 standard years old. Trandoshans were thought of as young adults until they reached the age of 15, where they had become full adults. By 35 standard years, Trandoshans were middle age, and those living in the past 50 were considered old. Any Trandoshan living under s- over 60 years was thought to be a venerable or greatly respected by society. So they roughly have a shorter lifespan than a human. If 60 is like ancient to them, that's a that's 20 about 20 years, roughly 20 to 30 years what less than a human's uh, average lifespan is. So hmm. Now we get to their society and culture. So, Trandoshans worship their goddess, the Scorekeeper, a deity who exists beyond time and space, uh, who they appease through acts which increase their Jagannath points, which was done by living on lifestyle, which was by non-Trandoshan standards, overly aggressive, leading many Trandoshans to becoming bounty hunters, mercenaries, or slavers. Yes, like, this is, uh... They keep score to appease their goddess, but to mm-hmm. other cultures, what they do to appease their goddess is typically a big no-no. That means murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, Trandoshans especially prized Wookiee pelts, which considerably played a large part in earning a Jagannath points. Capturing the pelts of rare Wookiee breeds, such as silverbacks, or particularly infamous Wookiees, would give the hunter a large increase in Jagannath points. Uh, to be shamed or captured during a hunt would zero one's Jagannath points, effectively making them their life forfeit in the eyes of the scorekeeper. They could, however, win all those points back by killing the one who zeroed their score. The lax lacks of dexterity in their hands led to the Trandoshans to develop the X10-D draft droid to perform manual labor. These could only be owned by those Trandoshans with a certain number of Jagannath points. So you can use those points to get a droid to do your manual labor for you. That's nice. And then like their neighbors, the Wookiees, the Trandoshans also honed light honored life debts. The rep recipient of a Trandoshan life life debt was referred to as a Grokhorsk and that's you know Trandoshan uh Trandoshans were known to eat bowl uh to eat bowls of still live worms as a favorite meal and traditional Trandoshan food was Trandoshi flat cake which were known to have a lizard dance of which Kradosk uh, uh was familiar there was a rare case of Trandoshans not adhering to their millennia-old culture traditions. One such was a mercenary and assassin, Naka Karan, uh, whose self-confidence uh, caused them to disregard the Trandoshan uh, class system, being rude and disrespectful towards the elders of the Dosha city of Florak, and this led to him being banned from the city and subsequently more cities until he was virtually exiled from Dasha. Dasha meaning their planet. And then while Trandoshans generally had a reputation of being thuggish, cruel, and bloodthirsty, 
and this was certainly true for a great many of them. Not all were there. Some malevolent uh, Quislin Fast was a companion of the Bersher Thor and proved himself a de uh, dependable ally to his Jedi friend. And other members of the species were capable of empathizing and compassion depending on the situation. Some even were able to work with the Wookiees despite the general animosity between the two species. Finally, a few traditions such as Mursk were members of the Jedi Order. And uh, Quinlan Fass is your com uh, Jedi is your tradition companion in Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. If you play as a Jedi counselor, he's your first yeah. companion you get. He's blind in one eye, but he's he's a good fighter. So now we have their weaponry. So, the Trandoshan arsenal was comprised of a variety of unique weaponry. Uh, for range weaponry, the Trandoshan designed accelerated particle, charged particle guns, which resemble various slug throwers used throughout the galaxy. Examples of these were seen during the Clone Wars. Quite common were the accelerated charged particle array gun, the accel accelerated charged particle repeater gun, the LS-150 heavy accelerated charged particle repeater gun, and the Gatling gauntlet. And we see all of those in, if you remember back in your brain, those weapons come from Republic Commando. Yes. Yes, you, yeah, you see all those weapons in Republic Commando, which I actually really want to go back and play. Have it on my Xbox. Yeah. Uh, and when they wished to take their prey alive, Trandoshan bounty hunters favored the Slave Master Stun Carbine, which also made use of the LJ-50 Concussion Rifle and the Trandoshan Repeater Rifle. And then most cultures long ago abandoned the primitive sword in favor of more lethal fiber blade. Trandoshans, however, wielded such archaic weapons as badges of honor. Both the Trandoshan sword and Trandoshan double-bladed sword were traditionally formed using the rare ore of uh, Charlon, which made the sharper and heavier than Republic blades. Okay. Now we got that out of the way. Now we finally get into their history and legends. So, the Trandoshans originated on Trandosha, also known as Dasha or Heskor. Uh, it was the same star system as Kashyyyk, the homeworld of the Wookiees. And 7,000 BBY, the Trandoshans, Trandoshans joined the Republic or Galactic Republic. And then during the New Sith Wars, Sith Troopers... Uh, landed on Trandosha, and the Trandoshans slaughtered many of the troopers. The Sith retaliated by invading the world and burning the homes of the Trandoshans, leading surviving Trandoshans to save themselves from death, pleading loyalty to the Brotherhood of Darkness. Hmm. And then, uh, now we skip, you know, a couple thousand years. Uh, prior to the Clone Wars, Trandoshan bandits invaded and occupied the planet of Jabim, uh, before later moving on, at this point, Dasha was only indirectly represented in the Galactic Senate by the Wookiee uh, Yara, uh, much to the Trandoshan's dismay. In response, Trandoshan terrorists attempted to assassinate Yara in 32 BBY, and then in 23 BBY, a Wookiee vessel was attacked over a moon of Trandosha, resulting in a Wookiee blockade of Trandosha. Peace talks was resolved on the issue conducted in 22 BBY, 
and failed when it revealed that the Trudotians were pushing for senatorial representation with the Trade Federation's backing. So, Wookiees with the Republic, Trandoshans with the Trade Federation. Go figure. And then, during the Clone Wars, uh, some groups of Trandoshans invaded involved themselves in the side of the Confederacy and Independent Systems, and several engagements, one such as example, occurred more than one year after the onset of the Clone Wars when the Accumulator-class assault ship Prosecutor was taken over by the joint force of Trandoshan slavers and the CIS battle droids. Later, the Trandoshans, with the help of the CIS forces, invaded the planet of Kashyyyk to sub- subsequently enslave the Wookiee natives. The invasion of Kashyyyk by the CIS uh, led towards the experimenting team of clone commandos being sent to Kashyyyk by the Galactic Republic. This act ultimately led to the Battle of Kashyyyk itself. Trandoshans also worked as mercenaries and bounty hunters during the t- that time period. Uh, Bosk was a famous bounty hunter from the time of the Clone Wars and for decades thereafter. And then at some point during the Clone Wars, a group of Trandoshans began capturing prisoners, releasing them onto the moon of Washka and hunting them. They captured Ahsoka Tano, Jinx, Omir, and Kafla. Ahsoka managed to kill Dar, but Kafla was killed by Garnak. Later, they brought brought Chewbacca to the planet, but the Wookiee proved too strong for them. He managed to contact Kashyyyk, and General Tarful came to the Wookiees to their rescue. Go Chewbacca. Go Chewbacca. And then after the Clone Wars, the tradition suggested the Empire that they were uh, used the Wookiees as slaves. The Empire seen cheap labor, impossible retribution for Yoda's survival, and subsequent attack on the Emperor Palpatine agreed and hired the Trandoshans to lead slaving raids on Kashyyyk and locate runaway slaves. And then after the Battle of Endor, the New Republic liberated Kashyyyk, yet the Trandoshans continued the raids. In response, the New Republic placed economic sanctions on Trandosha, backed by a fleet of warships. Though the Trandoshans ceased the raids, hatred between the two species continued many years to come. And then at the time of Dark Crate's Galactic Empire, after Kashyyyk was blockaded, more comrades flowed through Trandosha. The Trandoshans gained greater military and economic power after this. Yeah, I mean, Dark Crate. Yeah, makes sense. And then, then we get Force Sensitives. So, it was uncommon, but not unheard of, that some Transoceans were Force-sensitive. Because of their reputations as bounty hunters, they weren't usually accepted as Jedi or even Sith. Uh, there were exceptions, however, such as the Jedi Lishkark, a Padawan of Plo Koon, and the rogue Jedi Cross Doke and Maresk, uh, who fought during the new Sith Wars. Normally, they would be... Normally, they would use their force sensitivity to their advantage as bounty hunters. Which makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, if no one will take you in, might as well just use your gifts as a bounty hunter, like every part of your species. Yeah, I mean, it really does make sense. And then now we have the Sauron subspecies. And it's literally pronounced how you Sauron like or Sauron 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 
Lord of the Rings. Something like that. <laughs> uh, at some point in their history, a population of Trandoshans became isolated for unknown reasons and eventually adapted along a separate lineage and became the subspecies uh, Sauron. They were notably different in their physiology and featuring translucent eyes and having uh, adapted four-finger hands with longer fingers than their genetic cousins. It is unknown if the Saurans carry the Trandoshan's ability to regenerate lost limbs, though they did hold the same basic traditions and beliefs, such as bounty hunting and scoring, scoring kills to please the deity, the scorekeeper. Saurans claim the planet Durktil uh, as their homeworld. And that is what we have in Legends. A lot there. There's a lot. <laughs> well, I remember with Transoceans, like when Bosk first comes out on the screen, I'm like, oh, a lizard man. And, you know, as a like six year old watching Star Wars, I was like, oh, I don't. OK, he's one of those bounty hunters. And then you get to Clone Wars. So, oh, that that's that guy and all of this stuff. And like there's all kinds of lore over this guy who has one line in all the movies, and maybe 30 seconds of screen time. Yep. And by all the movies, it's one. <laughs> yeah. Empire. That's the only movie Bosk is in, is Empire. And then, yeah, we yep. get him finally. We They do, um, they brought his character back during the Clone Wars animation. Um, I think he was, he was only in Clone Wars, wasn't he? I think so. Okay, yeah, I don't think he was in Rebels. No, he was not in Rebels. It was only uh, that other Bounty Hunters in Rebels. But yeah, uh, you want to take a quick mid-break? Yeah, let's go. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything going on with the podcast. And first, I let you know that we do have a Patreon. If you would like to support us there, you can go to patreon.com slash holocron histories and sign up at various tiers that give you ad-free episodes all the way to be coming on the show with us and hanging out with us and talking Star Wars. Or if you got a big hot take or a theory about Star Wars that you want to share, that's a good way to do it. Um, you can also join us on Discord. You can come hang out with us in the Robots Radio Discord or the Cups Podcasting and More Discord, where we talk about these shows. We talk about Star Wars. Today, we, we've we been talking about Star Wars. I think the last conversation we had was about, I think, the Force and the nature of the dark side or something like that. Can't remember. Something along that line. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a great time. You can come hang out with us. We are both fan of something and teacup on both of those discord servers you can check us out there you can also find information for our other shows uh the assassin's creed Lorecast, the dragon age Lorecast, and ben's wizarding world Lorecast. you can check us out there you can check us out live on this show on tuesdays at 7 p.m central time so it's 8 p.m eastern time 5 p.m pacific at the ben of tamaria twitch channel yes yep my twitch so channel ben of tamaria you can find us live there and come hang out with us, talk Star Wars with us while we're talking Star Wars. It's a great way to hang out. You can also leave us ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. If you do that, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show if it's five stars and nice. Yes. 
Yeah. Or if you leave a comment now on Spotify, depending on what the comment is, we will read it out loud on that. Um, you comment now on each episode. You don't comment on the show itself. So, mm-hmm. so if you want to hear something that we haven't gone over yet, put it in the Spotify, like on the most recent episode, and we'll call it out and see what we'll do. I mean, more than likely we'll cover it at some point. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, is that it? That's it, I think. I think so. All right. Well, let's get back into the canon of things. <laughs> All right. We are back, and now we are into the canon of Trandoshans. So, um, bio- biology and appearance. So, we already really literally stayed the same from legends to canon um main thing is uh traditions have a pair of eyes set on the back of their pointed skull with a jaw filled with pointed teeth some traditions even have a crown of feathers atop their skulls they hatched from eggs with individuals who share a hatch of eggs calling each other clutch mates uh, the base urges of Trandoshan's brain included rage, fear, and aggression, but a Trandoshan could rise above these tendencies. However, the rare Marjic syndrome would bring them back, uh, bring them back out over time. Trandoshans often walked barefoot and had seen with three-digit hands. And the Trandoshan's skin mm. color would vary widely, and the Trandoshans could be found with green, red, orange, brown, or yellow skin. Some Trandoshans, such as the name. Uh, Smug had brownish-orange skin with red stripes on his face. Uh, They were even able to grow their limbs uh, when they were severed. Trandoshans used their sharp claws to climb trees in the forest or jungles they naturally inhabited. And then everything else is the same. They're, you know, scaly, tall, lizard people. Don't have to reiterate that. Right. So, now we get to their history. So, Trandoshans, just like in Legends, came from the planet Andrandosha and were hunting enthusiasts. They hunted creatures such as the first wolves. They worship a goddess called the Scorekeeper. They were identified in the galactic community by the time of the galactic clone wars and had taken control of the moon of Washka, which became the location island game preserves. The hunter Garnak had controlled the island designated as Island 4 and ran a hunting guild based out of the floating fortress and hovered above the island. Garnak's scouts traveled to different worlds and collect other sentient beings before delivering them to Washka and dumping them on the Island 4 where the prisoners would be hunted for sport. And then during the Clone Wars, at least three Jedi younglings have been captured and brought to Washka. For a long time, the trio of the younglings managed to avoid the Trandoshans, who continued to deliver other prey to the island. Eventually, the Trandoshan Lotaran captured the Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano on the planet of Felucia and brought her to the island for alongside other prisoners. Once delivered the island, Tano escaped and discovered the other younglings. And then Garnax. One of the best arcs of Clone Wars. Yes, it is a good arc. I mean, there's many good arcs in Clone Wars. Let's all be honest. Yes. I like that one. I like Clone Wars as a whole. <laughs> 
Uh, so Garnak's son, Dar, later set out to kill Tano, uh, himself as part of an important role, rite of passage, but instead killed by the Jedi. Garnak gave chase, killing youngling Khalifa. Uh, later, other Trandoshan scouts abducted the Wookiee Chewbacca before Chewbacca could be successively delivered. The Trandoshan transport ship was damaged and crashed on the hunting island. Tano killed the two-men crew and escaped the wreckage with Chewbacca. The Wookiee was able to craft a communications device with some of the scavenge wreckage and was able to contact the Wookiee General Tarful. Tano, the the remaining younglings, and the Wookiee forces engaged Garnak's guild on their fortress and killed all the Trandoshan hunters. They just massacred them, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, uh, the bounty hunter Bosk took on numerous jobs and eventually acted as a bodyguard for the upcoming bounty hunter Boba Fett. In time, Bosk was revered as one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. On one occasion, Bosk visited the planet Lothal to collect a bounty on the Doug criminal Gorson Tarkaro. Uh, this brought him to contact with the uh, young forces of human youth, Ezra Bridger, and to conflict with the corrupt Imperial Security Bureau, Lieutenant Jenkins. Uh, Jinkies? Probably something like that. Uh, who was in league with uh, Takaro. With the help of the Bridger, Bosk succeeded in exposing Jinkies' uh, criminal dealings. So, Bosk is in Rebels. And I completely forgot about this episode. Hmm. And then, during the Imperial era, uh, five Trandoshans were part of the acquisition crew working with the Zonti brothers, led by Noka, who went to Kashyyyk to capture Wookiees. Uh, Koten was kept, or was keen to kill one before Noka reminded him of the job at hand. Noka used the scanner to locate a Wookiee that they had found, which was sleeping. And then Koto, or Koten shot a stun at it and realized it was a bleeding and left for dead. The Trandoshans were found themselves under attack by uh, Krish, uh, Krishant, is that Krishant? Yeah, Krishantan, uh, who killed the other three Trandoshans and pinned down Noka and Koten. Koten tried to kill Krishantan and was knocked out by the Wookiee before uh, being thrown into a tree, killing him. Uh, Krishantan then demanded that Noka brought him to the Zonti brothers. Noka did so and lived on on to tell his story uh, to two journalists. Don't make Krishantan mad. No, it's not good for your health. No. And then Faresk Tass uh, served as a member of the New Republic's Vanguard Squadron during the Galactic Civil War. Following the uh, Battle of Endor and fought against the Galactic Empire's Titan Squadron. Which, that is the those are the events of Star Wars Squadrons. Because you have a Trandoshan um, group, or a group member in, on the Republic side. Oh yeah. And then now we have Trandoshans in the galaxy. So... The species had a poor history with the Wookiees, who hated the Rotelian people. Some Trandoshans found other outlets for work, as opposed to by hunting. Uh, by the time of the Clone Wars, one was Gar Notched, uh, who lived as a salvager. Uh, he eventually hired by the Confederacy and Independent Systems to scourge the sites of damaged ships owned by the Galactic Republic to find any useful data or scraps. 
Notched eventually recover the R2 series astromech droid R2-D2 from Republic Delta 7B astrospite light interceptor, but the droid was eventually recovered by Jedi General and Knight Je- uh, Anakin Skywalker, but Nitch was killed by Confederate General Grievous. Hmm. And then tradition, Jedi were the rare uh, because of the culture of their homeworld was opposite of that of the Jedi. One notable force since the tradition was Skier, who lived during the High Republic era. Skier was a Jedi master who was renowned for both scholar and tactician. His Padawan uh, was the human Keeve Trinus, uh, Skier saw action against the Nihil pirates uh, and the carnivorous dark side sentient plants known as the Dringer. However, uh, Marjorie Syndrome took root in his brain, which limited his connection to the Force and thereby spared him the effects of the Nameless. And then the tradition's Bosk bounty hunting career brought him various loca- uh, locales across the galaxy and was, for the time, involved in the bounty hunter and Bounty Hunters Aurora Singh and Cassus uh, Bosk and Fat uh, worked with other bounty hunters in an attempt to avenge uh, Fett's fallen father Django by killing Mace Windu, the Jedi who fought and killed Django. Sting or Singh later killed Cassus, and then while Bosk and Fett were arrested by the Republic authorities after a failed assassination, however, during a prison riot, both Bosk and Fett escaped the Republic prison that they were sent to. They later formed a team of bounty hunters on the planet of Tatooine and uh, accepted a job posted by the Bilagon government on the planet of Quartzel. Although Bosk was subdued by of, of adversaries during the mission, team member Asajj Ventress was able to complete the mission to a degree when Ventress discovered that the Karba the hire were to protect was Plumasadi and native cage a native cage female. Uh, Ventress swamped the imprisoned girl with Fett and paid for the job's completion before charged before the change was discovered. There there's a there's a lot of traditions in the that, galaxy and canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because that's that arc is part it's like a Boba Fett arc and a Saz Ventress arc in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're on that train heist thing yes and then knock mobiles was a transition assassin who was known in the coruscant underworld and at some point during the clone wars he bought a lightsaber he was later murdered by his girlfriend iron mercy who took the lightsaber for herself and then uh sidron scaleback which is a tradition information broker and Cantina owner who owned a parlor on Ward Mantel following the establishment of the Empire. Scaleback hired the service of the group of the rogue uh, clone commandos known as the Bad Batch. In return to providing them with shelter and funds, Scaleback hired them as mercenaries for various missions, including rescuing the Rancor Muchi, uh, recovering the head of a tactical droid, and the former Separatist Senator Evie Singh. Scaleback also developed an affection relationship with the female adolescent clone, Omega, helping her hone her potential as a tactician and Dartrick player. Scaleback had the Bad Batch gradually establish a mutually beneficial benefit relationship with the latter, help, helping her, her to reclaim her parlor from the Deveronian crime lord, Roland Durand. 
which that's actually the episode I'm on on Bad Batch currently because I still need to finish it. I have not finished. And then prior to the liberation of Lafal, around 0 BBY, Traditioned uh, Skivor and Poroch served the mining guild as captain and foreman, respectively, on the ore crawler, Crawler 413-24, until they were both killed during the hijacking of the vessel by the rebel group known as the Spectres. And then in 3 ABY, Bosk accepted a job from the Galactic Empire to find the rebel uh, freighter known as the Millennium Falcon. He did not complete the job as he was beaten by it uh, by a now adult Boba Fett. So Bosk trained Boba and then Boba became better than him. Essentially. Right. And then a family of traditions were part of the Jabba the Hutt's crime empire. Their leader, Doke Doc Strassi, uh, serving as one of Jabba's captains following the Jabba's death in 4ABY, Bib Fortuna, the Hutt's uh, major domo, took over the criminal empire, leading the tradition family to break off and attempt to take his place to no avail. Additionally, the family became protectors of the city center and business districts of Mos Espa on Tatooine, having an uneasy alliance with Fortuna. And then in by 9 ABY, during the era of the New Republic, several Trandoshans served within the Bounty Hunters Guild after the collapse of the Galactic Empire. In 5 ABY, one of these Bounty Hunters accomplished, accompanied uh, Grief Targa to the leader of the guild to meet Din Djarin, a Bounty Hunter who, took, who had gone rogue after rescuing a child at the same species as Jedi Grandmaster Yoda. After the group uh, set up camp for the night, one... A group of uh, native rept- reptilians attacked them. Uh, one of these creatures picked up the Trandoshan off their feet and carried him off into the night. And then when Boba Fett, who had retired from Bounty Hunter, overthrew Bib Fortuna and stated his own Gotra from the late Jabba's Empire, Strassi, Strassi of the Trandoshan family paid tribute to the new uh, Daimyo and agreed to to neutrally win the Pike Syndicate, challenge fetch territories. In the meantime, some tradition gamblers were attacked by Krishantan in the Sanctuary Cantina on Mos Espa. Hmm. And then despite the prospector, uh, proprietor, proprietor, uh, Garza Whip's intervention, Krishantan rip off one of the Trandoshan's arms, off when the Pikes attacked Mos Espa, the Trandoshan family betrayed Fett, and the number of them attacked Krishantan, uh, who was working for the Daimyo. Krishantan killed a number of them and escaped the, uh, with Fett's assassin, uh, Phoenix Strand, going on to assassinate Strassi. <sighs> and then now we have finally behind the scenes, last but not least. The Trandoshan species first appeared in the 1980 movie Star Wars Episode V, The uh, The Empire Strikes Back, in form of a cameo appearance by the bounty hunter hunter Bosk. The Trandoshans also appeared in numerous Legends products, including the Star Wars Marvel Comics, the Young Jedi Knights Young Adult Novel Series, the Dark Horse Comics Knights uh, Knights of the Old Republic Comics, the species also appeared in several canon products, including the animated television series Star Wars The Clone Wars, writers uh, Windham's uh, young uh, reader novelas of Ezra's Gamble, and the Marvel comics series Star Wars Darth Vader. 
uh, traditions also appeared in the secondary antagonist of the non-canon Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures episode, Peril of Kash- on Kashyyyk, which premiered on Disney XD on June 27, 2016. In the story, the traditions in Wookiees depict depicted as having an antagonist relationship with the former acting as proxies for the Galactic Empire. The Trandoshans take Chief Atabura's son, Tintara, uh, and hold him hostage in an island fortress. The Freemakers, a scavenging family, rescue him in ret- uh, return for obtaining a piece of the washered wood from the Wookiees. Hmm. And that is what we have on Trandoshans. Essentially, don't make one mad, just like a Wookiee. Just, just stay away. It really is begs to differ, like, because their planets are so close to each other, are they just, like, similar species and cultures that just adapted in different environments? I mean, essentially. Um, I mean, both honor life debts, but they both mm-hmm. worship different deities. Um to where one is Wookiees are more peace loving where you know Trandoshans are not right so I just think it's really interesting the similarities the similarities between the two maybe that's why they both hate each other because they're so similar maybe who knows yep who knows just go ask a Trandoshan for yourself if you live to tell the tale let us know (laughs) but anything else to add on this episode i don't think so okay no freeze on me no (laughs) but you froze on me anyway yeah uh thank you all for listening to the holocron histories podcast and may the force be with you thank you for listening to holocron histories star wars canon versus legends you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.